What's up, everybody? Welcome to On West Gray, the monthly podcast about all things local government in the city of Norman. I'm your host, Tiffany Verska, Chief Communications Officer for the city of Norman, and we appreciate you tuning in. Today in the studio with us, we have Mr. Taylor Johnson, Transit and Parking Program Manager of our Public Works Department, and Mr. Steven Tyler Holman, Ward 7 Council Member and the City Council's Community Planning and Transportation Committee Chair. They're here to discuss something near and dear to both of them today, public transit. Gentlemen, it is great to have you with us. Yes, thank you for having us. Yeah, great to be here, Tiffany. Absolutely. So the last several years, we've seen quite a bit of change and new programming in terms of public transit here in Norman between the grants awarded and staff honors for dedication on the job. I think there's a lot to be proud of, but we have even more excitement to look forward to in the next upcoming weeks. So let's start with a bit of background. Taylor, could you tell us a little bit about the city of Norman inheriting the public transit system here in our community? Community and what your role has been in this venture. Sure, I'd be happy to. So in uh, 2019, the city took over the uh, city publicly funded transit side of the service that OU or CART had provided for 20, 30 years, I believe. And um, there was a variety of reasons for that. But uh, basically, July 1 of 2019, the city began as the grantee uh, transit service operator. And since that time, uh, we've uh, done a lot of work, uh, which we'll hear about in a a few minutes. But uh, that first year, we just did a lot of uh, maintaining, keeping the routes going. Uh, We're proud to say that we didn't miss a day of service during that time. So that's pretty exciting. And I came on right after that in August of uh, 2019. And ever since then, I've uh, just been working hard to try to keep the transit system going And uh, as we're about to hear, we're at a place where we might be able to make some changes finally, um, which we've been talking about for a long time. That's wonderful. I know we're really lucky to have you. And um, congrats are also in order for you, Taylor. I think we should mention that you took home the Oklahoma Transit Association's Transit Professional of the Year Award in May. Individuals selected for this award must meet or exceed certain qualifications, such as demonstrating exemplary leadership qualities, effectively assisting their community to accomplish goals, and creating collaborative partnerships. How did you feel when you learned that you had won this award? Well, I was very honored. Uh, I call these a uh, group of transit professionals in our state uh, friends and to be selected by my my peers and some of those that I call my friends. I just uh, felt really happy that uh, they were, they thought of me in such high regard. I would say that this uh, award is really showing what we've done as a city the last two or three years. Uh, a lot of what I've, I put in my application or was in my application was because of the city council support and we, all the cool things we were able to do and start working on. So I see this as more representing what the city has been able to do the last That's couple awesome. of years. I think it came on the heels of, I think you were, um, featured also in like a transit publication for another award. You're just a rock star around here, Taylor. Uh, I don't know about that, uh, but I was honored to be in Mass Transit Magazine's 40 Under 40 and then Norman Next, our local uh, young professional group, 40 Under 40, the last, uh, I can't remember the exact dates, but the last couple of years. So yes, thank you. Yeah, congratulations. It's wonderful. We're so lucky to have you. And Councilman Holman, you have an impressive tenure on the Norman City Council and have been involved in so very many community projects and programs. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came to chair the CP? 
CPTC or the Community Planning and Transportation Committee and why public transit is something that you're so passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, I appreciate you having us and also want to extend my uh, appreciation and thank you to Taylor and the rest of the staff that have helped us get to this point um, over the last four years since we took over the system. Um, it has been a very interesting, fascinating journey for sure. Um, but I've been on the council for a little over 10 years now and uh, grew up here in Norman Elementary School all the way through high school. And um, for a period of time in my freshman, end of middle school, early high school, I uh, chose to ride the city bus to school over the school bus, actually. Um, it was much more pleasant uh, riding the bus with college kids and adults, so it was quieter. It was I could do stuff and didn't have to worry about screaming kids all around and uh, all that. So that was my first experience. I was always fascinated by public transit. Um, when I was four years old, my dad got remarried and we moved to Dallas for a couple years. Mm -hmm. And my stepmom worked in a skyscraper in downtown Dallas. And I remember the first time I saw a city transit bus there, a DART bus, it was one of the, what I call the accordion buses, <laughs> where it's very long and it looks like an accordion in the middle. And that just, uh, I thought was so fascinating. And so that kind of really started my interest early on with public transit and buses and trains and and things like that. And growing up in Norman, right near the railroad tracks as well, transportation in general has always been a, a main interest of mine. Sure. Uh, for sure. And in a community as large as ours, I think it's really important that we have reliable public transit. Yes. And I became the community, uh, community planning and transportation chair, I want to say in 2016 or 17, perhaps under Mayor Miller. So you have a couple years under your belt. Yes, and I've been appointed to that position by Mayors Miller, Clark, and Mayor Heikkila currently. So uh, three different mayors have sought fit to appoint me to that position. I'm very thankful, appreciative to them as well for that opportunity, um, which has given me the ability to be directly involved with our transit system in Norman, which is kind of a, I don't know about a dream, but as a kid that grew up riding it, it means a lot, I think. Awesome. And for, for new listeners or people kind of maybe unfamiliar and um, with council committees, what does this committee do? How many people yeah. serve on it? When do you meet? So uh, we meet the fourth Thursday of every month here at City Hall at 4 p.m. It's a public meeting and uh, you're welcome to attend. It's also broadcast live on YouTube, the City of Norman's YouTube channel. And uh, the city council, we have four different committees really where we do most of our work and where we get regular updates from city staff about ongoing projects or initiatives that we want to take on. And so in CPTC, um, we get a monthly report from Taylor about public transit ridership, uh, what the numbers are, updates on projects that we're working on, like the transit center or new routes, or uh, we uh, talk about complaints or concerns we've heard, suggestions that public has made about what we could do differently. And we also get updates on road construction projects, sidewalk issues, um, pretty, a pretty wide array of public transportation infrastructure uh, type stuff, which is, again, my like core passion of what got me into city council stuff was city planning, really. Sure. So those projects might come to the committee first before yes. um, they're introduced to council as a whole to, to vote on or that Correct. sort of thing. Yeah, we'll discuss the details with staff. We will make suggestions or things we'd like to see changed. We'll go back and forth. And then at some point, usually we will send something forward to a full council to either approve of or not. 
wonderful. So fourth to fourth Thursday, That's guys, right. tune yeah. in. And I think it's worth mentioning that we've been doing that transit report for forever, as long as I've yeah. been involved yeah. in transit. So Even I worked cart. at CART before mm -hmm. uh, the city, and every month OU CART would come to city council and give a report. So uh, there was a lot of collaboration before the transition, which I think helped make the transition a little bit better. Council was aware of the routes and the ridership and, and the staff members like myself that were working on it beforehand. So uh, yeah. every fourth Thursday, I encourage anybody to come that want to hear about transit. And, awesome. and CART, I would mention too, that CART was, um, my experience, always easy to work with um, as far as coming to our meeting and giving us updates and being receptive to feedback. Uh, but one of the real big advantages of, of us, the city, taking over the system is that we now have you know, the ultimate control of what we want to do um, with the system. Any changes we want to make, we have the ability to make them on our own. Sure, and we have all that institutional knowledge from Taylor, that insight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so hopping back over to you, Taylor, can you tell us about the new route transit changes that we're hearing about and when those will be put into place? I'm wondering if this coincides with the new transit center opening soon? Yeah, it does coincide with the new transit center opening. We're uh, looking at October 16th for the transit center at 320 East Comanche, uh, mm -hmm. what we call the old Chase Bank building. We're remodeling right now. Uh, it looks really good. We made a lot of progress. And uh, with that opening of, this, of the center, the routes will change, which is a pretty significant uh, modification of routes for a community our size. Each route will be adjusted in some way. And uh, bus stops, uh, some bus stops will go away that are currently being used, and uh, some bus stops will be added. It's about a wash, actually. 50 will go away, and 50 will come online, and we're working on those changes right now as well. The and, routes and that will, was a long-term process that was led through citizen input, yeah. correct? Thank you for mentioning that. So back in 2020, uh, about less than a year after we took over the transit service, uh, we issued an RFP for a consultant to come in and help us redo or really make a transit long range plan for the city of Norman based on the routes that we had inherited in the system that we had. Through the course of fiscal year 21, um, we worked through that, had community meetings. Uh, the consultant took all that feedback of historical ridership and everything, bus stop level granular data. And uh, we presented to council a, a Go Norman Transit plan, and uh, that was unanimously adopted by council in June of 2021. And uh, since then, we worked on, okay, how do we start implementing that? And the first phase was really this fundamental route network change. And this is meant to be budget neutral. We didn't want to go to council and say, hey, we, we need to make changes, but we need uh, $3 million right, right off the bat, right? So that never goes over well. So this will be pretty much budget neutral with the, the funds that we have and the vehicles and the staff we have. How can we make the system better? And that includes making routes more bi-directional. So what that means is they're going to go out from the transit center, uh, do their route, and then turn around at some point and come back the same direction. And for the user, that's really important because you can get off at a destination, cross, do your business, cross the street and catch the bus going back. So you don't have to ride the entire route like you do now mm -hmm. on a loop to get back to where you came from. And then, um, like I said, uh, some more bus, new bus stop locations and, uh, and then uh, the transit center. I think that's really important. We've talked about uh, more modern amenities at the at a transit hub for years, we'll have a public drinking fountain with a water bottle filler. We'll have restrooms for staff and uh, for the public. We'll have an indoor waiting area so you can escape the heat or the cold depending on the season. And we'll also have outdoor 
uh, seating as well. So we're really excited about all those changes coming for the routes. Yes, and public information on that will be coming out very soon. So frequent normanok.gov for that. Um, so the new transit changes, that's more in the sphere of like our traditional Embark public transportation or city buses, but the city council also approved just last year a micro transit system that's more of an on-call type of program, such as Uber or Lyft. And our organization partnered with OU to make this pilot pilot program happened recently. So as a voting member of the body who approved this type of program, can you speak to its launch, Councilman Holman, and how you feel the community may benefit from this service? Absolutely. I appreciate you asking. Um, It's the on-demand service is really born out of a two things, I would say, primarily. One, to address the last mile or gaps in our fixed route bus system where it may not go, but places that people do need to go. And also that our, we've heard for many years about how none of the private uh, rideshare companies in Norman that operate in Norman offer um, ADA services, accessibility uh, vehicles. And so that was one of the things we'd heard is that our current system Paratransit is a 24-hour at least sign up and schedule your ride. We heard a lot from a lot of our residents in the ADA community about how much they would like the ability to come and go as they please um, on demand, I guess. And so those two things, trying to fill the gaps in our fixed route bus system and then um, help our residents with ADA access issues have uh, more mobility freedom to get around the city when they need to and not having to schedule a day in advance or things like that. And so that's what it really came out of. And I think I've heard very positive feedback so far from some that have used it outside of the hours, which again, this being a pilot program, we're trying to figure out how this might work best in Norman. As far as people actually using it, I've heard very positive feedback so far. Awesome. I think that you've also heard some pretty positive feedback, right, Taylor? Yeah, so uh, looking at the reviews uh, through VIA's uh, dashboard that we have access to, mostly the reviews are five stars. So that's really good. There's always going to be a few that um, are not going to be uh, as high, but uh, by and large, the majority are five stars. And I think it's worth mentioning uh, the exact characteristics of the service. So as Councilmember Holman mentioned, we weren't able to do uh, maybe everything that everybody thought they would want for an on-demand service. But to try to complement our fixed route bus service, we did late night service Monday through Saturday and then daytime service on Sundays. And that uh, extends our hours of public transit offerings. We don't go as late uh, as the on-demand service does with our fixed route service or paratransit. And then on Sundays, we don't have any service at all with fixed route. So this is really uh, a good way of testing out those markets or those times, I would say. And we can always expand the on-demand service or expand the bus service. Uh, this will really give us some data to see what the community needs and what they want in terms of transit service. And it's all about options, right? We have the bus, we have on-demand, we have paratransit, we have scooters, um, <laughs> all these different things that people could use to get around. And we just want to provide as many of those options that can fit people's walks of life as possible. Sure. And I heard that the first six rides for anybody, completely free, right? That's right. So if you make a, a, a login, uh, your first six trips will be free and then it'll be $2 per trip after that. And if you have a friend going with you or a couple friends, you can add those in 
on the app and those will be a dollar extra so they can ride with you if there's enough seats available on the vehicle. And free for OU students as part of the Safe Ride partnership, right? Yeah, so great partnership with the University of Oklahoma and specifically the Student Affairs Office. Uh, they provided a historic uh, Safe Ride program for probably 20 years, I think. And that was always Thursday, Friday, Saturday, late night. If you need a ride home for any reason, no questions asked, please use this service to take a, a ride home on us. So I was able to connect with them and uh, council approved an agreement and OU did to bolster the microtransit service that we got to extend the Thursday, Friday, Saturday hours to 3 a.m. And then uh, students will ride free during those safe ride hours, which is historically been 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to try it out. I have not yet, but I will be doing so in the near future. And so very exciting. And lastly, Taylor, can you give us an update on the RTA or the Regional Transportation Authority news here in central Oklahoma? I know there'd been talks about uh, getting kind of a regional transit program in place for folks to get to and from places around the metro. Yeah, if it's okay, I'd, I'd like to defer to Councilmember Holman. He's been involved with these talks for 15 years or 10 years at least. Yeah. So yeah. you want to give us a little background on that? Yeah, happy to. Um, I first, my first involvement with the idea of uh, regional transit a solution uh, was probably around 2007 or 8 uh, with the OnTrack group, as it was called back then. And they probably started in the early 2000s, 2003 or 4, perhaps, um, exploring this idea of connecting the Oklahoma City metro area through a a single transit system instead of Oklahoma City having their own bus system and Edmond has their own and Norman has one and right. more in Midwest City and Dell City and Yukon don't have one at all. And um, so, and then the uh, rail component of connecting Norman to Edmond, um, the airport, Tinker Air Force Base with downtown Oklahoma City as a central hub is something that Partner City has been working for for several years. Um, I have think the first agreement we signed may have been in 2014 or 15 with Mayor Rosenthal and the mayors of Moore, Oklahoma City, Edmond, Midwest City, and Dell City at the time, and formed a working group. Uh, the cities contributed funding towards the exploration of it. And then a few years ago, appointed um, each city appointed a board representative to created a regional transit authority, mm -hmm. and then each member city uh, was able to appoint resident members to represent the respective cities on those. The chair of the RTA board has been former Governor Brad Henry. Um, so that's really helped, I think, get a lot of momentum on the political side of it, the sure. public buy-in of it, um, having someone with that profile in that position. And uh, so it's been a lot of fun exploring it. Um, I have someone that is, again, having lived in Dallas a little bit when I was a kid, they had the DART train and then there's the Trinity Express, which connects downtown Dallas and downtown Fort Worth. And then we have, of course, the Heartland Flyer, uh, which resumed operation when I was in middle school here in Norman. Um, it had been out of operation for a couple, maybe a couple decades, was brought back into service in maybe 98 or 99. And uh, so that service running from downtown Oklahoma City to Fort Worth every day, twice a day, um, and just kind of building off of that um, uh, has been real exciting to explore. So those, the connectivity plans are very still much in progress or mm -hmm. still in progress as far as like, 
you know, working with other cities and, and getting that accomplished? Right. So I attend every monthly RTA board meeting just to stay uh, connected. Uh, the, the RTA has made a lot of progress since being officially formed in 2019. I think that was a big shift in the working groups to an actual authority, elect, or not yes. elected body, but a, a body that has... Uh, you know, they're they're they have authority. They can do. Uh, they're subject it's to open meetings. Official meeting entity. Yeah, got it. So can make they decisions. they can make decisions, make recommendations. They're they're poised to do that. So there's been a lot of work since 2019. They passed a transit system plan for the the metro, and since that time, they've been working on an alternatives analysis, which there's a lot of vernacular with the FT the Federal Transit Administration and how you go through the process of creating routes and Mm -hmm. ultimately getting grants for those routes. But um, basically we're looking at commuter rail between Norman, Oklahoma city and Edmond, and then a bus rapid transit route out to Tinker air force base, which bus rapid transit is uh, using those accordion buses or articulated buses, kind of like a streetcar on wheels with elevated platforms, uh, very frequent service. So it's not a bus. It's, it's a higher level service to get out to our major employer. I think there's one, yeah, the uh, Northwest Expressway, w- Expressway is, the, I think, the first rat bus rapid transit line in Oklahoma City that's operating now, I think. Okay. It's coming online in uh, later this year. Okay. Yeah, Very they're working cool. on it. So that's what they're uh, working, out all, working out all the numbers, working with BNSF as a major partner, obviously using their rail corridor. They're finalizing all that. And ultimately, we'll have to go to the, the, the people to see how we're going to build this thing. So that should be coming in the next couple of years. And that's an important thing to note, too, is that using the existing rail right-of-way. So we're not trying to build a light rail system, which would require a whole new rail line to mm-hmm. be built, a property acquisition, all that type of stuff. We're, we've been, the discussion has always been about the existing rail line between Norman and Edmond and throughout the metro area and utilizing that in a partnership with BNSF Rail Road. All right. Well, I hope that comes to fruition. I come from a smaller city, and I'm still not used to the traffic, so I would love <laughs> to just hop on a train and yeah. get to where I'm going. And they're, and they're studying, uh, I think Councilmember Holman mentioned the airport, Will Rogers World Airport. They're studying a line to go out to Will Rogers, too, and it's uh, we'll see if that's in the first phase or not, but they're, they're looking at that. So lots of exciting um, transit. Uh, and I just want to echo the Amtrak. Amtrak is actually looking at expanding, um, or we're hoping, we're petitioning them to expand the Heartland Flyer service and frequency, but also go up to Newton, Kansas to extend that line so we can connect with the Southwest Chief, which goes from Chicago to L.A. Oh, wow. Um, So there would be that connection from Newton, Kansas down to Dallas-Fort Worth and with Oklahoma City Metro in between. So we're we're trying to get that. That used to be a, Mm -hmm. a route. Um, all the way up to Newton, Kansas, and we're we're working hard with a coalition of others uh, to try to get that back online. That's part of the maybe frustrating part about the idea of rail-based transit is that we're trying to rebuild or put back what we once already had mm-hmm. in the United States. And even the metro, we had an interurban rail system that connected Norman to Edmond and El Reno. Actually, I think maybe, yeah, Norman to Guthrie, El mm-hmm. Reno. And, and so um, trying to put back a system and service that we already once had um, is a little bit frustrating because of the cost of it. Um, But it is exciting and uh, I'm really looking forward to, just as Taylor mentioned, right now to go to Chicago on a train, you'd have to go south to Dallas Mm -hmm. and then go east and then go back up north. And so that's not very efficient. And then just imagining things like being able to, uh, if you live in Edmond and you want to come down to know your football game, 
You don't have to drive to Norman right. and park and be in traffic and be stuck. Wouldn't that be you nice? You can ride the train down, get off, go enjoy yourself. And whenever you're ready to leave, the train will take you back. Right. Or, you know, um, someday, hopefully, Oklahoma City and Tulsa being connected by a rail. I mean, imagine being able to get from downtown OKC to downtown Tulsa in 40 minutes. All right. I'm looking forward to it. You guys have to make it happen now. You already told our listeners. So, well, thank you both so much for being here with us today. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Oh, well, I really appreciate you inviting us on, Tiffany. And we're really looking forward to the opening of the new transit center, again, located at 320 East Comanche. And uh, again, opening on October 16th. If you're listening, please make sure to download the Norman On Demand app on your smart device and access your first six trips for uh, free in Core Norman. And then as, as Tiffany said earlier, just keep checking the website normanok.gov for any updates and news regarding public transportation. All right. Well, thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Councilman Holman. We appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if I may mention just one thing, um, I don't know if we mentioned that our system, our bus system is free fare. Oh. And we're one of the only systems, I think, in the country that offers that that free fare, um, and that thanks to Norman voters in 2019, after we took over the system, uh, they approved a dedicated uh, sales tax funding source for public transit in Norman. I think we became the first and maybe only city in Oklahoma to have a voter-approved dedicated funding source for public transit. So it just it passed by over 70% and just showed that Norman residents really do care a, a lot about this subject and want more of it, I think. Yeah. And uh, as Councilmember Holman said, uh, the bus system is free, so no risk. Try out the bus. Yeah, get on, ride need, it. If you need somebody to come with you, I'm always happy to do so. <laughs> Feel free to reach out. Um, I tell people all that time. If you want to try to ride the bus, let me know, and I'll, I'll take you on a ride. Awesome. And we, I think we'll be seeing you all soon over in Public Works, the Citizens Academy that I teach, and hopefully they'll be able to enjoy a, a quick bus ride to get acquainted with that. I know you did it last year and it was awesome. They really enjoyed that. So questions or commentary about On West Gray can be sent into publicaffairs at normanok.gov. Shout out to our producer and editor, Mr. Bryce Holland of the City of Norman Communications Office. Listeners are reminded that there will be a citywide special election concerning a bridge maintenance program on October 10th. The City of Norman is solely responsible for the maintenance of 80 bridges and 300 culvert crossings across our community. Learn more, see frequently asked questions, or review ballot language at normanok.gov slash bridge by bridge. Until next time, stay engaged, stay informed, and always remember to cast your ballot. I'm Tiffany Verska. Thank you for joining us on West Gray.